Hi there, and welcome to the third part of Maddie's story. Today we'll be wrapping up, but make sure that you're paying close attention and maybe learn a lesson as you go. But so like what strategies or things do you go to now if you find yourself kind of slipping back into anxiety or depression or wanting to slip back and relapse? What, what do you turn to now as strategies to kind of handle those feelings? Yeah, actually, that's such like, so relatable to my life, like right now in this like moment of life that I'm this season of life, yeah. because postpartum depression sucks. It sucks. It was much, much worse with my daughter than it has been with my son. And with my daughter, it got so bad with my, like the depression and anxiety got so bad. It turned into psychosis. Like I was convincing myself that people were there at my front door that weren't there. I convinced myself that my little elderly neighbor downstairs was going to murder me in my sleep. Like I convinced myself that the world was out to get me and that things were there that weren't there. And that was really, really hard because those turned into these terrible thoughts. Like if I was in the kitchen, like cutting up chicken for dinner or something, and Willow was in clear in another room, I was like, oh my gosh, what would happen if I tripped and this knife went flying through a door into the room and killed her? You know, things like that, that just like would never happen. But like these images were like in my mind and it made me not even want to be around her. Yeah because I was so scared I was going to hurt her like not that I would intentionally hurt her or anything like that but I would convince myself like oh I'm carrying this like pot of water I'm somehow going to stumble 100 feet into the next room and dump it on her on accident like trip and dump it on her you know so I was so scared that I was gonna hurt her something would happen to her at my at my fault you know and what was I gonna do about it you know So that was really hard for me because I felt like I wasn't bonding with her the way that I, that you see new mothers bonding with their children, you know, and that was really hard for me because I thought, oh, this was supposed to be like such a happy time. Like, you know, I'm having my first baby. I should be, you know, thrilled. I should be so grateful, but no, like I, the first year is so hard for any mothers to be or mothers going through this listening right now, the first year is so hard, especially those first three months. Like with my son, I would just sit on my couch the first probably three weeks and just cry, just sob because I felt so alone. I was breastfeeding. I felt like I didn't have, I didn't know who I was. Like, I felt like my body wasn't my body anymore. And it's another thing. If you have issues with mental health while you're breastfeeding, your baby will be okay if you do formula. I would like to add that for anyone listening. Your baby will be okay. Your baby will not hate you if you decide to take your mental health into your own hands because your baby needs you there more than anything. They don't care if it's formula. They don't care if it's breast milk. They probably wouldn't care if it was Dr. Pepper, but (laughs) your baby needs you. Yeah. So that was really hard for me. You know, my husband, he was like, you're not happy. Like you, this isn't you. Like you don't have to breastfeed. Like he will be fine. And I kept thinking, you know, I'm failing him if I don't continue breastfeeding. Like you see all these things like 
breast is best, blah, 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 blah. We formula fed my daughter because she wouldn't latch, but I was able to successfully breastfeed him. So I was like, no, if I can do it, like I should be doing it, you know, like I'm a terrible mom if I don't do this for him. And then it finally got to a point where I was like, no, like he needs his mom. He needs me a hundred percent here. I can't be this like shell of a human. I have two kids now, like my daughter needs me. And just, again, this goes back to that self-love, like realizing like you are a person, like, yes, you are their mom, but like you are you. And like, you can't lose yourself in motherhood. I love my children more than I've ever loved anything, but I can't be the mom that they need me to be if I'm not hundred percent there for them. And I need to be happy. I need to be present. So, you know, going in the bathroom and even just taking five minutes for myself in the morning, just looking in the mirror, washing my face, just saying like, this is going to be a good day. Positive affirmations are so important because if you start out your day, like, oh my gosh, today is just going to be awful. I'm going to be stressed out all day. And then, yeah, like it will be. So just like having those positive affirmations for yourself, like today is good do something, go get a cup of coffee. That is the best part of my day. Let me tell you, is my daily trip to Duncan. I look forward to it as soon as I throw my coffee away. It is the best part of my day. That does not make me a bad mom. Like I love my kids. I love seeing them grow. I love seeing them play. I love seeing them learn new things, but getting my coffee is like what keeps me going. Like that, that is my motivation for the day. And, um, it allows me to, you know, get through the day. So just doing something for yourself. Yeah. Um, Cause I feel like so many people would just get like lost in life and don't just like are constantly like going, 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 going. Like you never just take a moment to just sit and I'll just sit in my car and get on Facebook and drink my coffee five minutes. That's all you need. Yeah. That is all you need it. And you shouldn't feel bad about it. You shouldn't feel bad for just, setting your baby down if you are overwhelmed just say he'll be okay just set him down for five minutes take five minutes walk outside take a deep breath collect yourself just doing stuff like that has made all the difference in the world for my mental health right now but going back like to high school me or for like a younger or someone who doesn't have children um going on going out and trying on an outfit that makes you feel good going and, you know, doing something that you've never done before, you know, experience life. Because it's so important, because if you stay in that, you know, stagnant schedule, it's going to be so easy for you to slip back into old ways. It's going to be so easy, because you just get stuck in that routine. That it's like nature to you. Yeah. Um, It's easy to just lay in bed all day. And if you're having like one of those depressive episodes where like you feel the weight of the world on your shoulders and you just can't get out of bed, just take a shower laying down. Yeah. You know, whatever you can do to get yourself out of bed, go to the bathroom, you know, whatever you need to do. And I read this thing and it really like resonated with me. And it's like, stop following the rules society has like set for you. Um, I don't know if you saw, I shared it on Twitter. I don't, I'll have to send it to you after this, but it's really like refreshing to read. Um, but basically what it says is like, don't like you think like, oh, the dishes need to be washed before they put in the dishwasher. 
run the dishwasher twice if you can't, you know, make yourself wash the dishes. Put them in the dishwasher, run the dishwasher twice, you know, like it's that easy to just do something and then you feel accomplished without having to push yourself, you know, just doing things that are in your comfort zone, but you're getting it done. You know, it makes you feel accomplished regardless of if it's, you know, picking up the hair tie that's been on your bedroom floor for the last month or cleaning your entire room. Just do something that makes you feel accomplished. Do something that makes you feel good about yourself. Because with mental health, like it's all in your head. Like it is all you, baby. Like that is all you. It is your battle. You need to fight it. Um, and like you were saying earlier, you know, it it is, it stays with you. And that can sound really scary, but I feel like acceptance is a lot easier than like constantly fearing the future. Yeah. Accepting like this is a part of me. Like, it's okay that, you know, I deal with this. I'm still loved. I'm not any less of a person because of it, you know? Um, So just realizing also that, because I felt like, you know, does this make me not myself? No, all of these things make you up for like who you are and that's beautiful. And you should, and that I'm very vocal. Like I'm sure you see my stuff. Like I'm very vocal about like my mental health journey. I am like, come to me if you ever need anything to talk about. Girl, I got stories on stories, you know, like (laughs) anything that you are going through, I can probably find a way to like resonate with you. I can probably find a way to relate to you. Or I can at least like, you know, offer a shoulder, you know, I get it. You know, I obviously I can't get exactly what you're going through, but like, I get it that you feel alone and I get it that you probably just need someone. So self-love and also talking about it when it needs to be talked about, talked about, talk to yourself. If you don't have anyone to talk to at the time, talk to yourself, get it out, write it down and Mm -hmm. then show it to someone. If if you're not comfortable, like talking about it out loud, write it down, send it in a Google doc, you know, show someone you're writing. And then sometimes just like writing it out and just it being out there on paper in the world helps. It gets it, out of, it gets it out of your head. Even if it's just onto a paper, even if exactly. it, it's out of your head and onto that paper and you can say, okay, it's out in the world and I'll leave it alone now. I can yeah. leave it alone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you've been through so many things, a whole lot of things your entire life. So I wanted to kind of talk about advice you would give to somebody who might be listening, who is going through any number of things that you have also gone through. What, so like from, it could be like the mental health aspect or being a young mother and kind of what you've gone through with that or anything that we've talked about today, what advice just would you give to get to get through those situations to understand those situations to to just to thrive as a person even though we're imperfect people but we are Mm -hmm. perfect Mm -hmm. we are perfectly imperfect I'd say embrace it for me like when I found out I was going to be a mom I was I was 18 I was 18 you know, Tyler and I had just met, we, we had been together for, I want to say six or seven months, maybe when I found out I was pregnant, we got engaged. We like, we moved fast and furious. We got engaged after three months. Um, you know, when, you know, you know, Mm -hmm. and I had so many people like 
this isn't gonna work like when's the baby like when's the baby due? like when we announced our engagement and I also got had so many people after I announced my pregnancy say stuff like that like oh you guys are only getting married because you're pregnant like no we didn't even get pregnant until after we were engaged um so you know when I found out I was pregnant I was scared but like and my husband was like we can't have a baby like we are 18 and 20 years old. Like we cannot have a baby. And in that moment, you know, I made the decision. I said, I said to myself, like, I'm going to do this. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to have this baby. I don't care if like, you know, I'm by myself or if like me and Tyler do this together, you know, I'm having this baby. I love this baby. Like I knew from day one, it was a girl. Like I knew. And I truly believe like, she was sent to me like she was what I needed yeah um so I looked at Tyler and I said yes I am like I'm having this baby like either you can be a part of this or you can like walk away but like right now this is about her yeah and so after he got over like the initial shock I want to say it took him probably like an hour (laughs) (laughs) um he was like you're right. Like, this is our baby. Like, we are going to love him or her regardless of who they are, what they look like, you know. And also, that's not for everyone. You know, it's okay if you're not ready to have a baby. It is totally okay. But if you even think, like, for a second that, like, you might want to do this, do it. Because I had every every single odd against me. I was so scared to tell my mom. I was so scared. You know, my parents, I grew up in a very, very, very religious household. Yeah. My parents still thought I was, a vir- or at least my dad did. My, I think my mom like knew, but my parents still thought I was a virgin at this point. Like they thought like, you know, she's saving herself for marriage. Like she's this goody two shoes. My parents did not know a single thing that wasn't like out of the ordinary that happened to me in high school because um, you know, the, I put on a show. I'm a very good actress. And, uh, um, so I was so scared to tell my mom, I thought, you know, I have everyone against me right now. Like the world, I felt like the world was on my, the world was against me. Like I didn't have, we weren't financially stable. We still lived. I lived with my grandparents at this point and he lived at home with his parents. He had just come home from OU. Um, so, you know, I went to the doctors and they confirmed my pregnancy. They said, you know, you're five weeks. And um, I thought, you know, I'm just going to do this. Like, I'm just going to tell my mom. I didn't even have to tell her. She texted me and was like, are you okay? Like, you seem off. Like, something's off about you. And I was like, I can't tell you. And she was like, you're pregnant. And I was like, how did you know? Like, I had not told anybody at this point. Like, only a few, like a handful of people, maybe not like three or four people knew that didn't know my mom. So there's no way that like she found out from one of those people. So like she knew, like she knew mother's intuition and I didn't get it then, but I get it now. Yeah. Um, and she was so supportive. I mean, obviously she probably wished that like, you know, I would have waited. She loves Willow. She loves River. Like she's so happy with like where I'm at now, but you know, I was 18. I didn't have financial stability. I just think that she didn't want Willow to go through what she went through with my real dad. Yeah. 
and that was also a fear of mine like can Tyler and I make like we had to talk about it before we got married um because I was like you know I'm not letting this happen to her yeah I won't let her grow up thinking it's okay to be in an unhealthy relationship and I will not grow up with her thinking that you know she she was a mistake you know I don't want her to feel like she was unloved at all because she was wanted and I just didn't know I wanted her (laughs) you know like as soon as I I was so happy you know when I found out because I was like you know I have a best friend for life now like it's not just me anymore like she gave me I don't want to say purpose like that's like making it sound like I don't like give myself purpose but like she gave me the she was the match in the fire that was me on my self-love journey yeah um and um and there were a lot of people that said a lot of mean things about me when I announced my pregnancy there were a lot of mean things that were said about me I had so many another thing this is like so random but it really stressed me out is I had so many people request to follow me on social media right after I announced my pregnancy um hold on sorry my dad just tried calling me um but I had so many people try and follow me. And in my head, I was like, they're all talking about me. Like, what are these awful mean things they're saying? Like, they just want to get in my business. Like, I don't even know these people that I went to. Like, these are people I went to high school with, but I didn't know them. Like, they don't know who I am. Like, and here they are, like, trying to form an opinion about my life when they don't even know, like, what's going on. Yeah. Um, so yeah it I remember texting you and I remember texting you and being like you're having a baby oh my gosh I'm so excited (laughs) I know I had people like um I don't know if you remember Michaela Sexton or not but I was in choir with her and she texted me and she was like Maddie like I heard this about you and like I don't know if it's true and I don't want to make assumptions if it's not true like but I just wanted to ask you and like, make sure that like, you're okay, which like, that was totally fine. It was like people I didn't know that were like wanting to be all up in my business that wanted the gossip, you know, like, it wasn't like they were happy for me or anything. Like they just wanted someone to talk crap about. And that, that hurt, you know, it's like, you guys don't care about me or my pregnancy. You just want someone to talk about. Yeah. Um, so that was also very hard because you have all these eyes on you. And also it puts a lot of stress on like, you know you wanting to be a good mom so you can prove all those people wrong yeah no one is a perfect mom and I know it seems like moms are super moms like just from social media and stuff like from my social media you would I need to be more candid about this but you would never guess that like I was going through what I was going through um with like postpartum depression um because again, there's this stigma that like mental health can't be talked about. And it's such like a taboo subject, which like, I'm guilty of like not posting as much as I should. Like I post here and there. um, And I'm very open, I feel like with like some of my journeys, but like, when it comes to stuff like that, I'm very, I just don't speak on it because I think like no one cares. Yeah. And I even had people um, tell me like, why are you posting so much about like how sad and lonely you are? Like, you know, it's annoying. Like you just are looking for attention. And this was recent. Like this was like right after I had my son. And it's like, this is my cry for help. Like 
this isn't me like wanting attention. Like I need help. I need someone to come over and just like hold me as I sob. Like that is what I need. Yeah. And I felt like if I came out and said that, that that would make me a bad mom because I couldn't handle it. Yeah. And then I realized, you know, you are not a bad mom. You know, it is okay to accept help. That is the hardest thing for me as a mom is to accept help from other people, whether it's letting people come over and see the baby while I take a shower or letting Tyler get up with the baby at night, even though he has to work in the morning or letting Tyler's mom watch the kids for a few hours while I go to the grocery store. Yeah. Like I hate myself for having to ask for help. Well, I don't now, but like once I real, I hated myself when I had to ask for help. And then there was one night I was sitting on the couch dry heaving or not yet dry heaving because I was crying so hard like that is how hard I was crying is I started like making myself sick and it was probably about I want to say like four o'clock in the morning and River would not sleep and Tyler came out because he obviously heard me from our room and he was like give me the baby go to sleep like I'm fine and I was like no no like I'm okay like it's fine and he was like no like give me the baby. You are going to sleep. Like, we'll be okay. Just go to sleep. And I, I did, you know, and I felt so much better after that. And so now like, I'm not afraid to ask him for help. Um, I'm still a little like, mm, mainly because there's a pandemic about like letting people like come over and stuff. But like, I feel like if there wasn't COVID, like, yeah, it would be better. Sorry. I thought I heard my kid crying and I like stopped for a second to listen. But, um, so yeah, like my biggest thing for like young mothers and mothers in general is like, one, it's okay to ask for help. And two, being sad does not make you a good mom. This is not like, I posted about how it was like one of those like stupid, like Facebook things. Like what was the happiest day of your life? And I had said like Tyler and I's engagement and someone was like, it wasn't like your kid's birth. No. I was miserable. Like I was in so much pain. Like, are you kidding yeah. me? No, like I would not want to go back and relive those days. Maybe like moments of the day, but like the whole day, no. Like I would not want to relive my, any birth. I would not want to relive any of the newborn phase because it's hard. It is so hard. Parenting is hard, but that first year it sucks. Um, and some people love it, but for me, like, it's so hard. I hate like SIDS is like a huge fear of mine. Like I am so terrified of something happening to one of my children. Well, Willow obviously is prone to SIDS now, but like River, like even this morning, like I woke up for his doctor's appointment and he wasn't like, I don't want to say he wasn't breathing, but like he wasn't moving. And I freaked out. Like I picked him up. I started screaming bloody murder, scared the living crap out of Tyler. Um, (laughs) I'm actually going to take him to the doctor just to be safe after this call, just to be safe. Um, And yeah, like he had physical therapy this morning and the whole time I just like sat there like, do they think I'm a bad mom? Like, because something's wrong with him because he was born, um, he was born this way and like, there's nothing I could have done, you know, and mothers blame themselves a lot for like, whether it's complications with their pregnancy. I had a lot of complications with River um just mainly because of you know pots and then he had some developmental issues with his kidneys and stuff and I blame myself and that was really really hard and pregnancy during a pandemic is 
also very, very hard because you're already even more isolated and alone. So like when we found out that River had issues with his kidney, I was alone in the room when they told me, they said, you know, something's wrong with your baby. And it was like tunnel, tunnel vision. Like I couldn't hear anything. I was just staring at the wall. Like I stopped listening because like, as soon as I heard those words, like there's something wrong with your baby, like it broke me. Like it broke my heart. Cause I was like, you know, I should have eaten better. I should have taken more like vitamins. I should have done this. I could have done this. When in reality, like there's nothing I could have done, you know, that's just the way he is. And he eventually like grew out of it before I even gave birth to him. But still like, it was very hard. I didn't know how to process his emotions at the time. And then I walked out to the car where Tyler was and I just broke down. And I was like, and he, cause our ultrasound tech was like, you know, everything looks great, blah, 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 blah. And it wasn't until I myself had to go back into the room alone. And the doctor came in and told me, cause I didn't realize that ultrasound techs aren't supposed to tell you like if something is wrong like that. Um, so like he was so confused and I was just like a sobbing mess and he, I couldn't even get the words out. Um, so that was also very hard was just being alone for moments like that. And it's also just hard going to every doctor's appointment alone. It's hard to not have your family be a part of like, you know, everything. Like I wanted more than anything for my mom to be in the delivery room with me and Tyler's mom, you know, I, they were a part of that experience with Willa. I wanted them to be there um, with River because, you know, they were my support system and having that system is so important, um, especially like for recovery, you know, because labor is a very, very traumatic experience, yeah. um, both physically and mentally, especially if you like tear or have complications. I'm thankful enough that, you know, I had two healthy labor and deliveries, um, so I can't imagine like emergency C-sections. I can't imagine like your baby getting rolled off to the NICU. Like there are so many things that can go wrong in labor. And there can be a lot of anxiety going into it because especially for first time moms, because you don't know what to expect. I didn't know what to expect because every labor is different. You know, I went um, three weeks early with my son. So he was technically premature. Yeah. Um, he wasn't full term. So that was really scary for me because I'm like, you know, why is he coming so early? You know, yeah. what is he okay? Like, because I had had a um, fall like a week or two before that. I tripped. Um, Willow was like choking herself with a fake toy, and I went to get up and I tripped over myself and I fell. Um, so I was like, you know, did that fall affect him? You know, there were just yeah. so many things going through my mind, like, you know, what could this be? Yeah. Um, and anxiety only hurts the baby even more because that baby feels everything that you feel. Um, so yeah, like my biggest thing is just like, it's okay to ask for help. And that goes for anything that goes with mental health, that goes with being a new mom, that goes with so many things. It's okay if life stresses you out or things in your life stress you out that don't stress other people out. It is okay and it is normal. It is a hundred and 10% entirely normal and it's okay to ask for help because if you have that support system there you will have people that will love you and walk you through anything that you are going through so yeah support system and then asking for help is like number two number top two things <laughs> so 
walking away from this or walking away after after sharing all of this I want to see how like you feel having gone through kind of all of that is it weird to talk about it because I know that you're an advocate for mental health but I mean we went in depth into a lot of this stuff so mm-hmm. how do you feel kind of walking away? I don't think it's like weird to talk about per se it's definitely like it makes me feel vulnerable in the sense because like there are people listening to this that, you know, they don't know me, you know, and I don't want you to think like, you know, you just hear like all these terrible things like, oh, she did this and this, which I don't think anyone would think that, but like, um, you know, a lot and people that like knew me in high school that didn't know I went through any of this, you know, that's the other thing is like, you're opening yourself up to an audience that thinks they know you, uh, you know, and um so yeah I mean I feel good though I like I I hope that like someone hears this whether it's a new mom someone going through an eating disorder someone that has struggled with an eating disorder just anything that we've touched on that they can take away and see like it's possible to get better I'm like so happy don't get me wrong like I have moments where I'm like oh my gosh, like, I'm tired, but, like, I'm in such a good place right now, like, the people I'm surrounded by, and, like, where I'm at with myself right now is, like, the best it's ever been, because also, I cannot believe I have not touched on this, with eating disorders and pregnancy comes the fear of the postpartum body, (laughs) and with Willow, I bounce back right away, right away, I looked great. I had a six pack again after I had her. I looked really good. I looked really, really healthy. And with River, I gained probably double the weight with him that I did with Willow, just because one, he's a boy and two, it's your second pregnancy. So you get bigger anyways. Um, and I have not bounced back the way I did. I mean, I look good. You know what I mean? Like I don't look, I look great. I look healthy, you know? And when I look at my body now, I don't see it as, I don't want to say an object, but I don't see it as this like thing that needs to be perfected. I see it as something that grew my two children, you know, like my body did this, like, you know, I, my son, he was on breast milk for two months, you know, like I did that, like by nurturing myself and my body, like I did that for him and that is why he has gained all this weight like he is healthy because he was a little premature but because of my breast milk he is right up where he needs to be now so it's like you know our bodies are amazing um the fact that they can do that and men's bodies are amazing too with the things that they can do but like it's just different than what you know I experienced yeah Um, obviously I don't know what men do Um, see Tyler Tyler's probably in the background like "Ooh, my body's amazing I know (laughs) (laughs) so yeah like everyone's bodies I don't want people to think like this is just towards women like all bodies are amazing because I know men deal with eating disorders too my husband went through it in high school but it wasn't more so it was more so of a fear of eating just because he choked on something um so it's a little different but still like he knows what it's like to kind of be scared to eat yeah um so just uh sorry he just came out of the bathroom in the towel <laughs> um but he must have heard me talking about him but uh so yeah um just 
what was the question i get so off track um taking away from this yes so yeah just like opening myself up to an audience you know it's very vulnerable um even though i am very vocal about it but i'm i don't go in depth like this you know i'm like you know i had an eating disorder um you know this is like the gist but i really haven't never gone like super in depth online um so if anyone knows me that follows me on social media now now you know and if anyone also like if anyone listens to this and like wants someone to talk to you can come to me like I give them my number Mallory like Mm -hmm. give me give them whatever they need to reach out to me or you can even if they're uncomfortable to reach out to me like give me their information and I'll reach out to them like I don't care like anything whether it's advice about something or just someone to talk to you know like I want people to know like hey girl like or hey boy like I'm here you know so yeah I will say I am honored that you let me ask and kind of go I am I really am because I know how it can be uncomfortable to share like this intimate yeah and I get that vulnerability uh I'm releasing the episode about myself today and so I'm feeling like um uh, a lot of people don't know. I don't even yeah. think, I don't know if you know kind of the extent of stuff. Yeah. So it's oh, like I'm excited to listen. Yeah. That'll be dropping today. Small plugs dropping today. But okay. I appreciate that you were willing to talk to me and be open and honest about stuff and open yeah. and honest about where you've been and, and how you got to where you are. Because when I look at you, first of all, I have always seen a beautiful woman a beautiful woman who is kind and caring, who is always kind to me and who always <laughs> took the time to be friends with me, even in the middle of all of this craziness. Yeah. I see a beautiful mother with a beautiful family who is a fantastic mom. I see I'm the is, is an amazing mom. And you can tell, I know I only see through social media, but the looks on Willow and Reverse faces when you're taking pictures of them or when you're with them tell me enough about how it is yeah oh my gosh I'm seriously like about to cry (laughs) I am so appreciative for you I am so thankful that you let me dig into your story in a safe place in a safe environment and and just thank you for being willing thank you for bringing me on I'm excited to get to be a part of something like this (laughs) like I'm so excited for this and for you I'm excited for this chapter in your life and I hope you know it takes you on this journey we'll we'll see we'll see how far I'm hoping to keep doing it for a while get lots of people yeah well I'll share it and stuff and we'll we'll get some traction going I told my mom about it and she was like oh my gosh I'm like so excited of course she would be (laughs) well she loves you so she's like oh Mallory how's she doing she's good mom back when we worked together she was like my work mom who would just like take care of me she was like what do you need do you have a bad customer I'll take care of them I'll go say something (laughs) okay (laughs) but all right we're gonna wrap this up thank you so much you're welcome thank you no problem (laughs) all right Right. Wasn't that a, an amazing story of resiliency and strength? I just want to say thank you to my good friend Maddie for being willing to be interviewed, to be vulnerable in a space like this. And thank you for tuning in and listening to Maddie's story. 
So I hope that maybe you took away a lesson from this, and maybe you didn't, but maybe you just enjoyed listening and hearing how somebody else got through it, and maybe that can be an inspiration for you. But either way, I hope you learned a lesson as you go. 